Okay, today's topic is long overdue, and it's something that so many people are struggling with, but especially so many moms, and especially in this past year. I have received numerous messages since starting this podcast, as well as before when I was blogging, from other moms that are really struggling with depression. And it's something that I think so many people just think you're not allowed to talk about in general. Whether you have a child with special needs, you're a mom and your children don't require any type of special education, there are plenty of reasons to be anxious and depressed, whether it be because of the world that we currently live in or because of things that have happened to you in your past. Because we all have things that we're working through or haven't worked through or we haven't yet recognized that we have something that we do have to work through. But so many people don't know where to start. So yes, this message today is focusing more, I guess, on moms because that's what I am and those are the people that have messaged me. And of course, it will have some correlation to autism and raising your child while trying to also take care of yourself. But this message obviously applies to anyone that is struggling and trying to cope with depression. Anyone that doesn't even know where to start. We need to start talking about this more. So that's why I wanted to do this episode because I intend to be completely open, honest, and just real about where I have been with depression and how far I have come in hopes that my words and my story will help someone listening realize that there is hope and you are not alone in this and that there is no shame whatsoever in any of it. So let's do this. Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. So the thing I want to start with today is to let you know that it is okay to not be okay. And it is okay to admit that you're not okay. Because it's okay for us to seek out help if we need a doctor for any other ailment that our body may be going through. But for some reason, when our mind when our brains aren't working the way that they should be in order for us to live our best life, we don't do a thing about it because we're shamed into thinking that there's something wrong with us. And yes, 
there is something wrong. And that's why it needs to be addressed. Because if you had an earache, if you had a sinus infection, you would head to the doctor to get medicine in order for you to feel better. But we don't do that when it comes to depression and our mental health. And I get it because I used to equate admitting that I needed help, admitting that I was depressed as being weak or a complete wine bag if I went to go talk to someone about my problems and insecurities. So I just kept it inside until it completely destroyed me. And I have shared before that for years, I was the biggest control freak perfectionist, and I never wanted anyone to see all of my flaws. And my head was the most torturous place to be. I was an insecure mess. I cared constantly about what everyone thought of me and how I was perceived. It was physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausting. I was seriously depressed, but I wouldn't let anyone ever know that. And because of my earlier years of life, I just had a major chip on my shoulders. But at the same time, within that controlling, perfectionist, insecure, angry, and torturous mind, there was also this person inside me that loved and cared so deeply and was seriously fun and enjoyed laughing more than anything in the world. And I think that's why when I hear stories of someone who, say a comedian, Robin Williams, perfect example of someone who was just so incredibly talented and funny and made so many people laugh, but yet took his own life, it really makes you think about the amount of pain that he was in and that he had been hiding that entire time. And I'll share another one. Kate Spade. I was completely devastated. And I don't know Kate Spade personally, but Kate Spade's death, it just really shocked me because her brand is so lively and fun and bright. And I just always admired her as a businesswoman and as a mom because I loved how she had taken a 10-year hiatus to focus on being mom. And I so respected that. And then you find out that this woman, this face behind this brand that I love, that is just so symbolic of bright and happy, was seriously depressed and struggled with mental health issues for years. And I think that one of the things that really broke my heart about it all when I had learned of her passing was that her sister had encouraged her to seek help, but Kate Spade was worried about what getting help would do to her brand. And that is heartbreaking. That as a woman, as a mother, who clearly is strong enough to handle motherhood and a wildly successful brand and business, but yet she worried how she would be perceived. Because we all have that notion that if we admit that we're struggling with our mental health, that we will be perceived as odd, strange, weak, the list goes on. But what saddens me is that her head was so clouded and her soul was so pained that she could not see 
see any other way out. And I'm going to admit that I get that pain so much because at one point in my life, I was so low that I seriously contemplated putting an end to the pain. And thank God that I never got to that point. If I hadn't gotten the help that I needed, I would have missed out on becoming a mother or a great relationship with my husband. And finally knowing what peace and true happiness looks like and feels like. I had no idea. Now, it doesn't mean that because I've gotten to experience peace and true happiness that there aren't plenty of times in between all of that, that I don't get sad and that tough things aren't going on. But the fact that I have the ability to know and see it as just a rough moment in time is amazing because I did not have that before. Before, all I had was just a bad life, at least I thought. I thought everything that had happened before was just me being destined for a lifetime of sadness. And I don't know your reason for being depressed. It could be because of something in your past. It could be because of a tough childhood or a tough marriage, or in the case of many of the women that have reached out to me, may have a child with autism or special needs, and you're trying to cope with the loss of those hopes and dreams that you carried for this child that you hadn't met yet during your nine months of pregnancy, and we all just envision what motherhood is going to look like. And when you receive that diagnosis, you're realizing that it's not going to look at all like you had envisioned. And of course, that's not all that you'll be experiencing when you get that diagnosis. Because when I received my son's diagnosis, I immediately went into guilt mode, assuming that it was something that I had done wrong and that my son now had to struggle for the rest of his life. So that added to the depression. I also had to put my career on hold. And that was a big part of who I am. So of course, putting your career on hold means less income in the house. So there you go. Now you have financial stress, which will all add to depression. Socializing and getting out may be tougher for you now, which will also might add to depression because your child may struggle socially, but yet your friend's children do not. So it just creates a really stressful visit anytime you all get together. Oh, and let's not forget the child may not sleep well at all, keep you up at all hours of the night. So you're sleep deprived and depressed and you may feel alone in your marriage because only one of you is really accepting the diagnosis for your child because the other parent is completely in denial and not accepting that their child has any type of special need. So I am sure that if you're listening and you heard any of those reasons, you may have one or you may have all of them. And I will tell you that I have experienced all of those things. Now, before my son was diagnosed, I had already had a long history of depression and hitting that rock bottom where I just wanted to end it all. And if it wasn't for my boyfriend at the time, 
which is now my husband, I wouldn't be where I am today. I needed him to tell me that I needed help. I mean, did I take the news well at first? No, I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. But I knew within myself that I had some really deep, things that I needed to sort out. And so I got to it. I mean, basically my now husband had given me an ultimatum and he was like, listen, I love you. You're amazing, but you need to realize that yourself and I can't keep trying to lift you up. And he was right. That was not his duty as my person, as my boyfriend, as my husband, to fix me, to lift me up all the time or attempt to because he would try and it would be all failed attempts. But he was the first person that I had ever really opened up to about things that had been sitting inside and stuffed away. And I hadn't even touched the surface on everything with him. But he knew that there was so much more and I needed to talk to someone and process that. So he brought me to sessions three times a week because I had started EMDR and you had to go three times a week and it was in Cambridge and the parking situation there was just a nightmare. So he would drive me, he would wait in the car. Like he is amazing. And I am so grateful for that push that he had given me because if he hadn't, and if I hadn't gone to talk to someone. Now, again, this was just the first time. This is now before my second major depression after becoming mom and getting my son's diagnosis. Now, if he hadn't pushed me the first time, I would have missed out on this marriage with him, having children and getting to see a real happy marriage and what a good solid relationship is. Now, make no mistake, we have had our struggles, but we're strong. And I wouldn't have known any of that if I hadn't gone to get the help that I needed. Now, when I was going through the EMDR, and if you're not familiar with EMDR, um, it's short for uh, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And it's a psychotherapy that enables people to heal from the symptoms and emotional distress that are the result of disturbing and traumatic life experiences. And the whole process was definitely painful. And it's really meant for you to talk and work through things that are really stuffed down inside of you. And you're essentially just reprocessing the event in a different light. And it definitely helped me a lot. Now, it had been recommended that I take an antidepressant while doing the sessions because, like I said, I was doing three sessions per week. It was two that were actual EMDR, and then there was a third during the week that was a regular therapy session. And they had said that because of going through all of these events and reprocessing them all, antidepressants would definitely be helpful. Well, I had tried one during that time and I just stopped pretty much immediately because the one that they had given me was something that I just couldn't sleep. I was up constantly and that wasn't helping anything. So I just stopped and I was completely 
unwilling to try anything else. And I will say that I think that a big part of me not being willing to try anything else was because at that time, I really felt like antidepressants, any medication that you would take for your mental health was a crutch and just a sign of weakness. I was already having difficulty with going to these sessions and my pride that my boyfriend was bringing me there and waiting in the car. I mean, there was so much to it that I had to just suck up. And I had already felt crazy in my head, even though I knew that I needed it. But I felt crazy enough and I felt like taking medication was just going to really confirm the crazy. And you know what I think now? I was an idiot. For real. Yes, kudos to me that I finally went to get the help that I needed because it was tough. It was uncomfortable. The, the first session always just sucks and getting to know this person and sometimes you may not be the right fit with them. There is no other way around it to say that the whole process is a pain in the butt, but nothing worth it is easy. And if I had started medication back then, I wonder if I would have been able to handle the diagnosis of my son better. Actually, it's even stupid for me to even say, I wonder, of, of course I would have been able to handle it better. Not to say that I wouldn't have been sad and gone through all of the emotions that I went through, but I probably wouldn't have been as rock bottom as I was. And that is what ultimately made me decide to start taking an antidepressant. And it single-handedly was one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life. Because like I said, if I hadn't made the decision to get the help, but then more importantly, when my son was diagnosed with autism, if I hadn't finally just gotten over all of those crazy thoughts that if I took medication, I was admitting that I was nuts. If I had not done that, I would have most certainly lost my marriage, my beautiful family that my husband and I have created in a life that I didn't get to experience in my earlier years. So when I journal daily, because I believe that's a big thing in keeping a positive mindset for me and helping me just through the tough days, when I'm journaling and I'm saying what I'm grateful for, I will always list God, Prozac, and my husband. And I think God and Prozac are so understandable. But when I list my husband, it's because he always saw who I really was underneath that tortured soul and never gave up on me. And obviously the combination of the medication and a great therapist, because I did see another therapist after my son was diagnosed and helped me with all of my anxiety about being a mom to him and then having a newborn and trying to manage it all, as well as working through some things when my husband wasn't at exactly the point where I was with accepting the diagnosis. It was tough and I couldn't have done any of it and be here to talk about it and tell you that it can all be okay if I hadn't just sucked it up and realized that I am not weak by admitting that I need help. 
by admitting that I am hurting and struggling mentally and emotionally. And the combination of both the therapy and the medication has been life-changing. And I am just so happy that when I hit rock bottom, that I realized it all in time. And I get sad when I think about how many years I wasted living in that hell because I was too proud and too ashamed to seek out the help that I needed. Now, I never used to talk about mental health. I never used to write about it. But I realized that I'm not helping anyone like that. I feel like if it had been talked about more, then I definitely wouldn't have felt so embarrassed to get the help or felt like I was weak if I admitted that I needed the help. And I know that so many of you are probably feeling that way. And I have definitely second-guessed sharing this type of information so that people may think, you know, well, this she sounds pretty insane to me. Well, I used to think she was strong. She's not so strong. And I've thought, well, now you really just solidified the fact that you are just one big, gigantic, hot mess. But you know what? I'm... I'm not a hot mess. I'm not. I joke around all the time and will say that, but who I truly am is I am a strong woman who has been through a ton of tough stuff and have had to work through it and am now living a happy life, a truly happy life, even though obviously not all days are perfect, but I am finally at peace with myself and happy. And these were all feelings that I thought that I would never, ever get to experience in my life because I was so tortured and so depressed at a point in time and for many years. And I thought that if I admitted what I was going through and how I was struggling mentally, that someone would question my strength my authenticity, my abilities as a mom and a businesswoman. And I realized that admitting that I needed help would hopefully help someone to know that they are not alone, to know that there are better days ahead. And admitting that you need help does not suddenly undo years of amazing things that you have done and achieved. It doesn't take away the fact that you are a great mom. And these are all the things as women and as mothers that we have to recognize and support and encourage amongst each other because this mental health crisis that we've got going on is not going to go anywhere if we continue to treat it like it's something that we should be embarrassed about. So please, if you are struggling and are dealing with depression and you can't seem to do just the little things in life that are required of us, I mean, sometimes it's just getting to the shower feels impossible and yet you have these children who are relying on you to live because they need to be fed because they can't feed themselves. They need you to change them. But you are seriously depressed and all you want to do is curl up in a ball and cry. Listen, I get it. But you need to reach out to your doctor and you need to get the help that you deserve because those children need you. Your family needs you. Your friends need you need you. If you woke up this morning, you are alive for a reason. And I get that when you're so low, it is hard to even realize that. But I am telling you that that is the case. If you're struggling, there is help. 
And if the struggle gets so unbearable that you do not think that you could do one more day of this life, I am begging you to remind yourself that it is just the pain talking and not reality. You are amazing. Your pain is temporary and can get better with help, I promise you. It may not be overnight, but it will come. And I realize that knowing that it's not going to be overnight and it's going to be a long process could make you not want to begin the process because you can't even make it to the shower. I get that. But you have to take one step, one small step each day that's going to get you to the point where you will be able to be stronger and healthier for the people you love, for your children. And if you do have a child with special needs, I know that that is an additional stress because you can't just get any old sitter. You have to have a specific person that you know can be trusted with your child because they may be a flight risk. They may injure themselves. They just may require a lot of attention that way more than any parent, your parent, grandparent can give. So I understand the struggle. And I know that if you try to express to some people that you're feeling down and they know that you have a child that needs so much from you, they may say, you know, oh, why don't you get a sitter and get out? Or why don't you take a walk? Why don't you go out with a friend? Those are all great suggestions. You should definitely do those, but that is not going to solve the problem. So those are, those are band-aids that may be helping for the moment. And those are important things to do along the journey of actually getting the help that you need. I could sit here and recite some long list of things that you could do to help lift your spirits. And each one is extremely important and works great, but not when you are clinically depressed. It is important to seek out the help. And sometimes you just need to hear that somebody else has dealt with it and has gotten better. And I pray that I am that person that you are hearing say that. And I hope that I can encourage someone to make the phone call, to see their doctor, to get started on that medication. And I know that there are people out there that will say, I don't believe in medication. I believe in God and the power of prayer. And listen, I'm not going to argue with you in your beliefs. That is your beliefs, if that is truly what you believe. Me personally, what I believe is that God made doctors. He created people that became doctors and gave them the gift and the talent in the brilliant mind to help others become healthy. And just as God created the doctors, that are helping others with their allergies and so on. He also created those doctors that will help you get mentally healthy. I needed someone to give me the permission to tell me that it was okay if I went and sought out help, that it was okay if I went to talk to someone. And I am so thankful that I did have that because I'm realizing how important that permission was, especially when I looked at it as being so weak if I went to get help and if I admitted that I 
couldn't do it on my own, that I couldn't dig out of that depression on my own. So I want to give you that permission. You have my permission to take care of yourself, to be the best person that you can be, to be the healthiest person that you can be. The first thing in order to be a great mom and to do all the things that you need to do to help your child is to help yourself. If you are sitting on the couch all day, if you are crying constantly, if you can't get out of bed and the children are just playing on the floor near you, it is time to make a change and it's time to make that first step to make that phone call. Like I said, I know it's not simple. I know that it's going to take so much energy and not many people will understand the amount of energy that it feels like it's going to take you. And that feeling is so real because I have felt it and I have been there. But I have also been on the other side where my spirits have been lifted and I'm happy and at peace even through the chaos and even when life throws some tough things my way. Because all the therapy in the world and the medication that I am on, which I just want to say that Prozac, I have experienced zero side effects. And for two months, I didn't think that it was working. But suddenly, I just realized that just felt better. It was about two months in and I was ready to give up after a month and my doctor said, please just, just hang in there. And suddenly a month later, there I was able to take on the day with a different outlook. And it wasn't anything drastic, but enough to help me, enough to help me be just a better mom and to deal with life, look at things more clearly. Because my view on life and everything was so clouded by my despair and just this constant sadness and anxious feeling. And to be rid of that feeling just makes me wish that I had done it sooner. And so again, I just want to convey that it is okay if you need some help. And if you're down, please reach out to someone, to your doctor, to a friend, to me. You are amazing. You are not weak. You are not weak if you seek help. You are actually so strong and so much stronger than what you feel right now. So I'm begging you to please not give up. I know that there are many of you that are listening that are so down and no one even has a clue because you keep it together and you smile and tell everybody that everything's fine and you're fine, but you go lock yourself in the bathroom and burst into tears. I know because again, <laughs> I have been there. The pretending is only adding to your stress. It's mentally exhausting to continue to act like all is okay. So please just take that first step. I promise you it is so worth it. And I'm going to end right about here. And I hope that what I have shared has helped someone realize that admitting that you need to speak with someone or that you may need to be put on an antidepressant is 
completely fine. And it doesn't take away any of the achievements that you have made in your life. It doesn't mean that you are not strong. If anything, I think it means that you're stronger. But no one seems to point that out. But that is what I feel and believe because it is very easy to stay curled up on in that ball, on your couch, in your bathroom, in your bed, and keep going as you are going because the steps to get better and feel better is going to require a lot of energy and work. And I'm not saying that to discourage you. I'm trying to point out that you taking those steps just proves just how strong you are and it's the complete opposite of weakness. So please remember that. You're amazing. You are courageous. You are brave. And I am always here to remind you of that. So with that, if you have not joined the Courageously Mom Facebook group, then I invite you to search us up on Facebook and join. My goal there is to create a really strong and supportive community of moms that just get it and get our struggles and be there to encourage, cheer, and just laugh through this crazy, beautiful life. So until next time, I am sending you so much love and don't you dare forget that you've got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.